This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And um, this is a new episode of Who's There. Before I even get into it, I want to start the show. And on a very serious note, Lindsay, we have a live show next Tuesday and we want people to come. Yeah, we're going to need you guys to come to our live show. We're going to need you guys to come because it's going to be really good. It's going to be so good. And you can buy tickets. Just go to our Instagram. It's very easy. Or just go to our website, whoweekly.us, and then follow the links. It's easy. It's Tuesday, 8 p.m. at the Bell House, the best place in the world. We'll hopefully see you there. And if you come already to our shows and you're like, I've been there, done that, I'm like, it's a whole new show. And It's, it's a new show every yeah. time. And so you should come again. We're also going to do a show in August. Ugh. So if you can't make July, come to August. You get to see Fran Hofner. You get to see DJ Louie. It's going to be amazing. All of your friends. The hooligans are great. You want to be around them. Um, now that we've gotten the, the business portion taken care of, is there anything we want to discuss before getting into the calls, the comments? I don't know. Are- oh, you know what? We're on We're on the New York Times podcast today. The episode releases today. That's true. I'm really excited about that. One of my favorite podcasts is John the New York Times Joe. podcast. We walked in. I got to say, my, my actual favorite part, no offense to Joe and John, my favorite part was walking in and, oh, and Karen and seeing Sam Sifton and saying, and giving Sam Sifton his fan group name, his stand name. That was the amazing. Sifters. That was amazing. He used it. It's ca- it's funny how like if you casually stand the New York Times when you go to the New York Times, it's just like normal people walking around, but it's like Sam Sifton. I told Josh when I got home, I was like, I gave Sam Sifton a fan name. And he was like, who's Sam Sifton? And I was like, the food guy. He's been there forever. And he was like, I don't know. (laughs) But it was good. (laughs) It was great. Anyway, so you can listen to that. It's a good episode. Uh, And with that, I think we can... Oh, we talked about stan culture. Like stan names and um, micro stans. Uh, But enough about that. Let's start the show with our first comment. We had plenty... Hey guys, okay, calling back about this Jerry O'Connell thing, I just left a message, but here's the thing, I just read that they are renaming the show per Huffington Post, and they may actually have women on it. I don't even know how something this dumb went through the works in the first place, them accepting that name and thinking that it's okay to have only male guests on the show. Regardless, it's a whole ass mess. Love you guys, bye. Um, Good, it worked. Here's because the- of us. <laughs> well, I was going to say, here's the thing. Um, your activism matters. Whenever they say to you that, you know, standing up and showing up and saying stuff on Twitter doesn't matter, here's where I say to you, it matters. Here's the things that your activism can do. Your activism can, one, get Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the primary. Number two, it can eliminate plastic straws. Number three, (laughs) it can change the name of Jerry O'Connell talk shows. This is why you have to get off the couch and do something. Like tweet. You, know? <laughs> no, you, you can tweet because when you tweet, it matters. See, we did. We got rid of straws, people. Yeah, it's true. We changed Jerry O'Connell's I can't show name. this year that we got rid of straws and changed the name of Jerry O'Connell's upcoming Bravo talk show that will probably last for about 14 episodes. Just saying. Did you see, did you see the, the tweet again? 
not putting in the research, but me believing a tweet that was like, it was three images of major publications citing this study where it's like, Americans use 500 million plastic straws a day. Americans use 500 million plastic straws a day. And it was like done by a nine-year-old. Not (laughs) nine-year-old. It was like survey done by a nine-year-old. I know. It's- Look, um, the point is- We'll get into straws later, I think. But what I'm going to say now is that the only good use of Twitter in this year, our, the year of our lore, 2018, is Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell's talk show getting a different name. Hi. I absolutely know that you're not going to play this call, but I do have to call in mid-episode to defend the honor of Tallulah Bankhead, who's a gigantic, old-timey Broadway them. She was the in the original production of The Little Foxes. She was in the original, like, the original lead in The Skin of Our Teeth. She was in the first revival of Streetcar Named Desire as Blanche Dubois. She's absolutely a them, and she also has the craziest and best name, and I wish that celebrities had names like they did in the old times now. Thank you, goodbye. Thank you. You know there's no better bait to a call than saying, I know you're not going to play this, (laughs) but um, you have my attention. You were one of maybe five or six people. Did people really call because I offhand said Tallulah Bankhead? Yeah, they were like, how dare you disrespect to the Lebankhead. Most of them are really short. This was one of the longer ones. I mean, I just want to like say going we, through her we, whole we seem to say we know our CD. audience, and yet we don't know our audience. So <laughs> I deserve it. I was just reading names that sounded like they were old-timey. To, unfortunately, as iconic as Tula Lebankhead is, she was not giving a timeless name. She was given a very uh, old-timey, old-timey name. <laughs> I'm sorry. My ideal demographic is the type of person who will pull over their car in the middle of traffic yeah. to call us about, about Tallulah, Tallulah Bankhead, Bankhead or yeah. like Jessica Tandy. Yeah, well, you lucky know? for you, you started a podcast that literally brings those people together. <laughs> um, next call. Okay, let's try this again. My dad interrupted my iconic call. Anyway, um, I'm in the middle of Tuesday's episode and I have to pause. And I love both of you, Bobby and Lindsay, but you guys keep butchering these stories of black who's and Amina and Shawnee taught you that black who's matter. So I'm calling to correct you guys on the origin story of Karuchi Tran. She worked as a personal shopper at Nordstrom and then she was a part-time celebrity stylist and that's how she ended up on a set for something. I don't know, meeting Chris Brown. Mind you, this was post Rihanna domestic abuse. So, you know, questionable judgment on her part. But anyway, she wasn't really doing anything besides hosting parties and doing like Instagram spawn con literally up until like three years ago maximum. Like she was taking acting classes, I think, but she was never in anything remotely notable. Like maybe a web series or two, like super hooey shit. Perhaps the most important detail that you guys left out was that even though her and Chris were on and off for years, it was the fact that he got someone else pregnant and had a child when they were still together that caused her to finally leave his ass for good. Um, she also had a really iconic interview with her crying to Ayanla Van Zandt. So yeah, uh, ever since she left Chris, she's been getting better roles like Claws, and she's just experienced a full glow up overall. And now she's dating that fine ass Victor Cruz from the New York Giants. That's football, by the way. Okay, yeah, I'm so happy you guys mentioned Karuchi. And get it together, guys. Black news do matter. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Wow. 
What I love is like, we fucked up that one. We were very lazy. I knew half those things, but like mm-hmm. somehow didn't like say yeah. them. Um, but that's no excuse. And no. Uh, the best part about this is not only do we have fans who call about Tulula Bankhead, we have fans who are like, you fucked up Karuchi. Like, I'm not going to shade you that much. I'm going to actually just tell you the truth. Here's the bio. And it's like, those well, are the important parts. Um, And you know what? I'm glad this caller came in to correct us and provide a better little mini bio of Karuchi Tran. I will say both the caller and we missed what I would call the most iconic oh, part of Karuchi Tran's career. <laughs> taco She's night. great at cooking shrimp, not shrimp tacos. Yeah. Karuchi's thing is tacos, shrimp tacos. She made, one time she made a teaser for ter- Karuchi Taco Night video coming soon. It took, I think, eight months to finally be published. And also she's friends with Kylie Jenner and Kylie Jenner has called out Karuchi's taco night, specifically shrimp taco night, several times. She loves making how- Karuchi's recipe of shrimp tacos, and there's a YouTube video that <laughs> says it. And then there are YouTube videos of Karuchi's taco night. Yep, it's true. Yes. <laughs> the tacos are my favorite to cook because they're easy, they're convenient, and they're fast. And I love to host a good Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Why so was I never invited to this Taco Tuesday? I need to Girl, come next time. Well, now the Taco Tuesday is at your house. It smells so good. This noise. <laughs> nice little sound to it. <laughs> Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, so just calling because as we've been on this uh, Bryce, Dallas, Howard, uh, Isla Fisher, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain train, um, I just wanted to make note that when I was watching Sharp Objects, the young actress in it who plays the um, younger version of Amy Adams. Her name is Sophia Lillis? Lillis? Um, anyway, she was in the It remake, and I find it pretty am- amusing that she's playing a younger version of Amy Adams, and in the It sequel, Jessica Chastain is playing an older version of her. So I guess that is pretty valid proof that they are all a little bit interchangeable. Uh, all the Hollywood redheads. So I guess now she just needs to play a younger Bryce Dallas Howard. Maybe uh, Pete's Dragon could have a prequel or something. Anyway, just wanted to make note of that. Thanks. Love the podcast. Good for him, Bella Thorne. We should have mentioned her because we've seen everything she's in because she's only been in maybe maybe two things. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't which been are in much. It and Sharp Objects. Yeah. Um, and she plays the younger version of Jessica Chastain in the original It, of which the sequel has not even been made. Um, And she plays young Amy Adams in Sharp Objects. And it's like the Jean-Marc Vallée shit where it's just like Big Little Lies where it's like they'll be in the same sequence together, but it's because she's having flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I just love that if you're a young young redhead in Hollywood, instead of playing Annie, like this is the year that we're in, like you could be Annie – or like Annie the musical, or you could play a young, uh, older redhead actress. So you have to align yourself with the redhead actresses, or right. decide you're going to go the Broadway route. So she is, you know, she's doing, she's doing the Broadway, she's doing the old, the actresses route, um, which is a little more 
Which is, you know, better for her commercially, you know. Yes, and I don't know if she can better sing or not. Resume. So I'm not even placing, you know, like maybe she can't sing. So maybe the Annie was never an option for her. And also the Annie remake already happened like not that long ago. So Cavanzane, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will say it's funny imagining her having a bedroom where she has a dry erase board with, you know, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain, Isla Fisher, Bryce yes, Dallas Howard. Yes. And she's like she's slowly crossing, crossing off the names. <laughs> Like with her red, with her red little dry erase marker. Well, I it's, did it. I mean, it's two left. She, you'd think that she would like work her way up to Jessica Chastain, so she's really going out of order, which is like unfortunate because she should. Start. She's working for. She's working top down, which I respect. Yeah, we're gonna get that Jurassic World prequel that we've always asked for. You know, like baby dinosaurs and like a young. Um, a young Bryce. Or honestly, just call her for in every scene and every movie, every big budget movie or every movie that in general, there is inevitably a scene where someone's looking at old photos and they're terribly photoshopped. She'll just be in just the photos. Just her it's in the true. old photo. That's true. She should be on call for that. What is her <laughs> deal? She's just, she's so young that there's like nothing. It's like she's from Brooklyn. She is a twin. Uh, she uses Twitter, twin. but not really. What else? She's like fun. At, she's like funny at Twitter, and so is her her brother. Her we brother Lindsay love her found brother. her brother's Twitter. Her twin brother. Her twin brother. They're sixteen. His, her twin brother only tweets about Drag Race, which is very very funny. Yes, we um, love her twin brother. Her twin brother once tweeted, "Guys, can someone please send me the vid of Wendy Williams walking on stage and there's no applause?" <laughs> Might say, "Quote my mutuals when I log on." Quote, "It's very important and time is of the essence." And so, basically, can someone it to him? I love him. I think he's better, and I honestly think he, she needs to step aside and let him into the spotlight. But I think that you know the young, I like you were saying, young actors really love you know trying to bump up their less talented siblings <laughs> just like put them in the spotlight are you like, saying the least frankie they can grande do. is that what you're saying well, i'm saying frankie grande i'm saying austin swift i'm saying any number of people mm-hmm. but what it's like the 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 least they can do literally is to increase their instagram following or their twitter following mm-hmm. and usually they do that yeah no obviously you gotta you Click gotta give instagram. a little boost you gotta give a little boost someone some someone's gotta sell like some products on instagram you know yes. like it might as well um, be frankie grande or whatever so maybe when this uh younger or not younger when this twin of of Sophia's is you know 18 and able to accept contracts on his own he'll be doing Instagram spawn con I pray we could only hope we could only good luck um she has a stepfather named Christopher Melivold uh who is a photographer and according to her Wikipedia this guy is the person who inspired her to become an actress Mm -hmm. and if you go to his Instagram you will see that he is exactly the type of guy who's like the stepfather who comes in and it's like you should be an actress right he just looks like someone who is dying to be famous uh and his Instagram his photography Instagram is exclusively her which is like chill out there so that's her stepfather that's her stepfather interesting I mean there is like I get her appeal is very good like there's something very like natural about her that i think is a very like hollywood like they're hungry for like a very natural like tomboy-ish kind of like girl and it's just very like clear i don't feel like does that sound creepy am i being like creepy no i don't i'm not i mean whatever it's not you're not being creepy i'm just saying like Um, when i saw her in it i was like oh wow this girl's like gonna be a thing because she is so perfect for this role and i think when somebody is well cast as their first thing, they get a lot more opportunities because of it. Because they're like, mm-hmm. they're so on point. Anyway, that's all about her. Because there really isn't much about her. Yeah, there isn't much. Which is fine. Follow her on Twitter. She's funny on Twitter. Next Follow uh, her twin oh on Twitter. God. Oh my god. The next call. I don't even want to think about it. Play it. 
Oh, he he's hot. Is that her stepdad? Okay, long time listener, second time caller. <laughs> um, can you? Oh my god, this is so stupid. Can you explain like what's going on with the Claremont twins? Like, I'm seeing shit like identity theft and like now bestiality. Seven hundred question marks. Like, could you please explain this? I'm literally losing my mind. Um. Good form, Bella Thorne. Thank you. Okay, this is wild. I truly didn't even... This all went under my my radar, my personal radar, until the call. We got a couple calls about it. Um, what happened... Okay, you remember the Claremont Twins, Lindsay? Of course, of course I remember the Claremont Twins. Them? The Claremont Twins were former Bad Girls Club members in the house. They had all their shit thrown onto the lawn, remember? Mm-hmm. And then they, yes. like, made a mess. They, they, they basically were bad girls. They were bad girls in the Bad Girls Club. They yeah. did everything you want Bad Girls Club cast members to do. And then they, they propelled the their bad girlness into being, like, Instagram, like, personalities. Instagram personalities models, they did, uh, they modeled for the recent Yeezy line, the one where the all the photos look like paparazzi photos, and they all dress like Kim. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so God, remember really when that f- mattered? Oh, remember when that mattered? When was that? Like a year ago? I don't know, yeah. but like, remember when that mattered? Yeah. So one of the Claremont twins, her name is Sinead, Sinead Claremont. I could not, I cannot tell them apart. They're twins. Um, also, they're usually like literally joined at the hip. So who knows which one is which? Sinead, this is really fucked up. So she was arrested because she accepted an offer of companionship, allegedly, with this rich guy, right? Mm-hmm. This like older rich guy in January yeah. and they he had her over to his hotel room they allegedly you know drank maybe did some more drugs because the guy eventually died of an overdose that night Yikes. the night that he had her over he for died right so they find him dead of an overdose oh, there's like no. coke all over the place there's quote a loose condom this is not from like the radar line this is from the washington post um so they find her well, yeah, when someone the, like, dies they have to actually do an investigation well right so they find her and like all the closed circuit cameras around there so they know that she was at least with him the night that he died um but it turns out what they're alleging that she did was that she stole <laughs> i mean it's unclear whether she did this after he was passed out or what or like fully dead but she allegedly stole all of his shit all of his wallets stuff his wallet stuff so his like id and his credit yeah. cards and she started spending with them oh no um she spent like over twenty thousand dollars she then used i don't know how you even go about doing this unless it's like through a chase app or something but she wired money from his account into her account which one of our okay so one of Amina's favorite crimes, she always talks about this, is wire fraud. Yes. Because she's like, wire fraud is the most traceable possible crime. And she thinks it's so funny when anyone gets accused of wire fraud because it's the most obvious crime in the world. So anyway, she did wire fraud and she got arrested. But it's really intense. She got She's released on bail, but it looks like this is going to be bad for her. Like, it looks like she's going to go. Oh, she was this. arrested. Yeah, but she got she was she's out on bail now. But she's out on really bail. Expensive. She can't travel to Georgia, California, and throughout New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this is really sad. This line it says um, the day before her arrest, Claremont tweeted, "I only have time for money, not mistakes." And then late, the story ends with her saying that like the sister was in court when she was arrested, and she was like crying and mouthed, "I'm sorry" to the sister. It's really, I mean, it's 
it's it's sad on like a human level, but it's also like, oh my god, did you really think you were going to get away with this? Well, it's also like very interesting because you can't flaunt wealth if the idea is that you are trying to hide that you stole the flaunted wealth. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. it's uh-huh. it's very ironic because it's like the, their whole like their whole image, their whole brand is like flaunting wealth, but mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do that and to to post these beautiful things that you have on Instagram if the idea is that like you stole it, so you have to like keep that a secret. Like they pr- she probably could have kept this a secret. She probably couldn't have. But if he if he didn't have if he wouldn't have died, I th- I think she could have like <laughs> continued well, the grip. I mean, I think the implication is that if he wouldn't have died, she wouldn't have been able to steal his shit. <laughs> I mean, you never you know, whatever. Like it's also just he would have gotten those fraud alerts. I you, <laughs> his chase bank. No like. one was around no one was around to get the fraud alerts, Lindsay. It's That's the problem. True. That's why she got away with it. That's why you should always turn on your fraud alerts and also don't overdose and die on drugs. So then you won't oh, lose twenty thousand dollars. Hey man, I don't make the rules. Um, oh God, she made a fake email in the dead man's name and then made up a Western Union account. This was devious. Yeah, it's Sinead not. Sinead Claremont, yeah. this is devious. And also like, um, whether or not she knew he was dead, still still fucked up. Like, um, yikes. Anyways, okay. can't wait to see the yikes. court papers. Send, can't wait to see like more court documents from this I can't wait case. to see the court drawings. Yeah. Oh, Imagine fair. a court drawing of the Claremont twins. I mean. Put it in the Louvre. <laughs> Hang it in the Louvre. <laughs> Hang it in the loop. Oh, God. Hey, Bobby, Lindsay. It's me again. Um, can we finally talk about Pablo Vitar? I mean, she's on the cover of paper this week. She's relevant. Come on. I call, like, every week and ask you guys. I know you ignore me, and I understand, but please. Uh, good form and chocolate and salad. Um... Sorry. I'm mad at us. So- I'm mad at us. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was worried that, like, it was, I mean, it was truly neither of us had really, we knew who she was when you think about it and you realize you've heard some of her music, but we really had completely overlooked this woman, Pablo Vitar. Um, actually, she's, like, very genderqueer, so she doesn't, pref- she doesn't have, like, a, a pronoun preference, but Well, because everyone... she identifies as drag queen first, not... She identifies as a drag yeah. queen first. Yeah. What's funny is it's just, so, like, I, I watch Drag Race, and I'm, like, a fan of that, and, and, but, like, she is more popular than RuPaul, like, throughout the world. Like, it's yeah. kind of, like, she has more followers than RuPaul, like, maybe name recognition-wise, like, here, she's not a thing yet, but... We are in a culture of like where drag queens are like at their highest cultural like importance. And I mean, I think ever not that it's going to I'm not implying that it's like going to go down, but I'm saying like we are at the peak. We're peak drag queen right now. And that she is like has to break. She kind of has to break in like this is important. Yeah, because we were like we had a lot of there was a lot of drag queen. We were, you know, we maybe have previously peaked in the early 90s and then we sort of had a lull and now we're back. We're back. We're, We're back. spiking again with drag queen, right. um, drag queen appreciation. Yeah. Um, and she is Brazilian. She started doing drag when she was eighteen. Uh, she got discovered discovered while doing drag, and because she was singing, she sang a Whitney Houston song at some club. I was trying to figure out where she sang it. I couldn't really figure out what sort of venue she sang it at. I assumed it was at some during a, a performance. Um, but then she got offered a show, uh, offered a position on this show in Brazil called Love and Sex. Oh, so that's um, how she like got really, really that's popular. How she, got she was on TV. In you always have she to be on TV. TV. 
Yeah. Even in even in the internet age, of TV course. does it. You have to be on TV. So it's like she does it all. She sings. She does drag. She models. She is a good like guest star. So that's one of the reasons we knew who she was once we thought about it is because she's friends with Charlie. She's performed with Charlie. Who else has she performed? She with? hasn't performed with Charlie, but she's on a Charlie song. That's like what Charlie says she's in this interview. Song, she's like, I mean. "Do you think we'll be able to perform together?" And she's like, "Yeah, no, totally. I hope so." So she's on Pop Two, and she's done her own song. She's worked with like. Um, um, what's uh, Dip- the Diplo? Diplo. She's worked with Diplo. They have a fun back and forth about how like Charlie thinks that Diplo has a crush on her. And I she's like, probably. oh, I wish. I love daddy. <laughs> but she has her own hits, like not even like America adjacent. She has her own like hits in uh, in Portuguese that like are. Corpo Sensual. <laughs> Corpo Sensual. And, uh, what is that? Sexy Body. Yeah. And what Sexy you're body getting has to. 250 million views on YouTube. Well, what you're getting to. Views. So she has the song that was like the most popular song of Carnival last year, which is a huge deal. It's called Todo Dia. All day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All day? All d- I guess all day. I mean, I don't know. We don't went know to Portuguese. Portugal. Portuguese Goes to Portugal so once. Like did not. Portuguese is hard. Um, and that was a huge deal, obviously, because it was Carnival. But also, I, I really love this this part in the piece that I read about her. I don't remember where this was published. I can probably link to it on Twitter. Um, but apparently there's this really famous Brazilian actor named Fabio Assunso. Uh, and he was specifically praising her, Pablo, because it's like apparently very like tumultuous politically in Brazil right now. I don't even want to get into like geopo- geopolitics because I don't want to get anything wrong. But basically, like the political climate is not great in Brazil. And she is like a beacon of light. And he said, you represent the possibility of truth in a sea of hypocrisy. Your public figure is the voice of many suffocated people. Um, he said that about her. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of a common sentiment among people in Brazil. Like she's just this like positive force that everyone has become drawn to because yeah. everything kind of sucks right now. Well, also it's um, like... So everyone just loves her. Do you think it's also kind of something where like culturally she's at the forefront but actually like they're not very progressive like it's yeah. they they represent a progressive thing but it's like not actually a very progressive situation I, yeah there. exactly so she says that like she keeps getting reached out to by like young queer people like young drag queens and they're saying like i never had the confidence to be myself until you so she truly is like she's truly iconic not in the hyperbolic sense that we always used yeah but she's a huge deal in brazil yeah. she's a very inspirational figure and she's also a actual pop star she's huge yeah, it's also just nice to, like, drag communities across the world. There are just, like, a ton of them. And it just – we don't hear about it a lot. And I feel like she mm-hmm. is not only huge, she's bigger than many of the drag queens that we kind of, like, stand over, you know? Yeah. Like, she's huge. Anyways. Um, I love this. Love I love this. <laughs> I just love this line. Um, It says, how many wigs do you own? That's Charlie. And she says, counting on the one you <laughs> – counting on the one you will give me when we see each other, I will have 25. So it's like I, – <laughs> I have 24 wigs, but once you give me one, I'll have 25. Lindsay, can you play the really good video that you found of uh, a Pablo Vitar song after let, that is being translated live by a YouTuber? Because it's really good. Yeah, just, well, I mean, you can play it we'll here. We'll play it here. Yeah, we'll play you can it play here. What Pablo is saying there is, she doesn't wait for carnival to arrive because she is a whore every day. 
Notice that I didn't say the word bitch there. So that is what a lot of my friends, a lot of my students translate the word vajia into. But it doesn't work like that. Let me tell you why. In English, a bitch literally means a female dog. So, yeah, it can be a female fox or a female otter, but commonly we talk about bitches as being female dogs. Also, since I guess the 15th century, this word has been used as a derogatory word against women. So if a woman is strong, if a woman is malicious, if a woman is not nice, basically, people sometimes call these women bitches. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, long time. Um, speaking of the greatest World Cup and Who Universe crossover, uh, so the World Cup just finished today, and I was Googling the Croatian president, and there are all these pictures of her in a bikini, and I was like, what is this? And I looked into it further, and it turns out that it's actually cocoa of iced tea and cocoa, and the Internet is trying to pass off cocoa as the Croatian president, and I totally fell for it. Anyway, uh, thanks. Good form, bell form. Bye. What happened here? <laughs> this actually happened two years ago, but because Croatia is suddenly like very relevant right now, like hyper relevant because of the World Cup, it started bubbling up again. So two years ago, uh, this woman, oh God, as oh, am I going to get this? This Kalinda Grabar Kitarovic. She is, oh my God, she's the president of Croatia. What are you trying? What are you oh godding about? Because <laughs> I feel like I got it wrong. When, when can I? Like, I feel like I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. It's just a very hard name. Of course you are. Um, You're not Croatian. Kalinda Grabar Kitarovic. She is the president of Croatia, and she got an office uh, in 2015. So a year after she got an office, I guess she was, like, making the rounds. She was doing something. She was in the news for some sort of political reason. And this tweet, and no one can figure out why it got started, but someone tweeted, like, oh, this is Kalinda Grabar Kitarovic. She's the president of Croatia. And someone says, like, where's the Croatian embassy? As in, like, this woman's so hot. Like, how can I How can I find her? But all the photos are of Coco Yeah, do you, you would go to your embassy, your local Croatian embassy and be like, president. Like, find me. Where's the hot president? Hello, it's me. I want to join. I want to come into your country because your president is hot. So somebody, Although, like, like made a fake meme, but it's a, not a picture of her. They look, they don't look even really look alike. It's just like, an, they both are white women. The problem is that, the problem is that I can't tell if it was intentional or if someone, I guess their faces sort of look alike. Like, mm. they sort of look alike. Maybe. Mm. Like, if it's a low-res digital camera. But the point is, people fell for it, whether or not it was intentional or not. And everyone started saying, like, oh, my God, the Croatian president is so hot in her bikini. And then very quickly, other people were like, wait, that's Coco. Well, also... (laughs) Coco, that is Ice-T's wife. The Washington Post reported on it, too. So, Uh like, it got... So it says, the posting of the false pictures of the president is not a story in itself, but the fact that the respected publications like the Washington Post, Daily Mail decide to cover the story while not mentioning the presidential's visit to America at all is somehow symbolic of the chaotic nature of Croatian politics (laughs) at the moment. Um, But I, oh my God, I remember why she was... She this fell is why down. she was suddenly famous. No, this is why she was suddenly oh. famous at the end of 2015, at the early too. 2016. Why? No, she didn't fall down. She took a photo with the human rights ambassador, and during the photo op, it was this old man. During the photo op, his oh, pants his, literally his fell down. His pants so, fell down. 
because his pants fell down in the photos, which went viral, and I do remember that very clearly, she became relevant. Because she was next to a guy whose pants fell down. Because, like, how often do you think about a Croatian I'm president? I'm sorry. Right? These photos, I think I saw them, but I didn't really quite register what was happening. Like, his pants like fell down in the man. most old-timey pants fall down way. Like, his pants... Like, it's a it, like a very, like, the most slide whistle fall you've yeah, ever heard in your whole it's, life. Like, it's just... Whoop. It's it's almost, like, unreal that this happened and it's not, like, a gag. Like, I don't... How did his pants just fall down? And she's fully, like, fully expressionless. Like, the pants fall down and she's, she's like, like, well, we're still in official business. <laughs> whatever because of that i think people were like oh who's this like hot croatian president i'm gonna google her but then there was miscommunication so she is not wires crossed the croatian president is not um coco coco the croatian president <laughs> i will say coco. like to compare the photos is insane if only because yes they're both white women and yes they both like have hair and like have eyes and eyebrows but coco's breasts are literally huge like not like huge like d like coco has like f breasts and so like no they're they're size croatia i mean they're (laughs) what they are the size of croatia is what i'm saying like they're croatia size breasts so if this croatian president had these breasts you would know like it would be very clear and it would be very distracting so to put a photo of them next to each other and be like this is the same person is wild for that no, reason. No, but what only. a fun, what a fun, like, piece of political news. I mean, I just love the only way that we can, like, talk about anyone, like, in our world that's not us is, like, they're not Coco. <laughs> it's like, well, like, Brazil's in turmoil, but have you heard of Pablo Vittar? Like, <laughs> oh, Croatia, I don't even know where it is, but, like, she was once confused with Coco. <laughs> that's true. I know where Croatia is, by the way. I was just joking. Are you sure? Jeez. Yes, I know where Croatia is. Next call. <laughs> okay. So last week I called about my Starbucks. Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin conspiracy theories, which, if you don't remember, was that Starbucks was paying Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin to walk around with Starbucks iced coffees because they kept getting popped with them. And then the same thing happened to Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson last week. They were going to, like, a concert somewhere, and casually in her left hand, right underneath her engagement ring, She's holding a Starbucks cup. And obviously that's going to, there were a bunch of photos of it because it's such a nice close-up of her ring. And then it's like casually there's a Starbucks cup in it. Also, the other reason why I think this is actually a thing and not just these people like Starbucks is that they all got venti iced coffees with no milk. I guess they could be venti iced Americanas with no milk. But like Starbucks coffee is gross. You have to put milk in it. Who drinks black iced coffee from Starbucks except, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley in 2003? Nobody. So I totally think that Starbucks is paying cool celebrities, quote-unquote cool, to drink Starbucks so that we will forget about racism. Um, Before we even, like, get into this, this, can I ask you a question? Of course. With the recent news about straws, getting back to straws, (laughs) I told you straws were going to come back. Straws are such a them. Getting back to straws, like – What's going to happen when Starbucks loses, like, the iconic green Starbucks oh, the green straw. straw? How will people know straw. that people are drinking Starbucks? Maybe they're going to make that weird sippy cup lid that they're introducing green. Oh, God. Drinking from a – I'm sorry, like, straws, whatever. Yeah, save the oceans or whatever. But, like, straws make everything a lot more, like, chic when you're drinking. Like, drinking – Bring a straw with I'm you. I'm just saying – I'm. I'm just saying. Our friend Christine has a cute little, it looks like a pencil I case, and inside it don't is a cute little straw. Care. 
and some cute little I'm uh, just coloring. saying for the rest of the world, and there are many reasons why the straw ban is problematic. Look it up. But what I'm saying is turning a cup <laughs> look it up. Turning a cup to the side and drinking is not chic. I'm just saying it's not. It's not. God, it's not. Also, I don't trust that seal. I don't trust I that seal. I never trust a seal. I know. I'm the messiest eater you've ever met in your whole life. And like, God knows that the moment I take my first sip out of the Starbucks sippy cup, it will be all over my shirt. And I will be wearing a white shirt and white linen pants. And Stop I'll have to go home and change. Stop it the Starbucks sippy cup. <laughs> it's, a, it's literally a sippy cup. It's humiliating. You will never catch me drinking out of a sippy cup. I'll be drinking out of my metal straw. Right. Because I love the ocean, okay. even though I don't go inside it. <laughs> Okay, um, but what I'm saying is in paparazzi photos, when you see the iconic green straw, there's going to be no more iconic green straw. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's tough. Um, so this, <laughs> this is a really silly call. And I was not in its corner until the end because it's, it really gave me like a light bulb moment. The photos, yeah, celebrities are always photographed drinking iced coffee. Sure, that's obvious. But specifically these people, I think the Justin Bieber thing is really interesting. Um, I don't think it's a conspiracy, though, because Starbucks is, like, ubiquitous and everybody goes to Starbucks. Starbucks, that's why I was going to say, I I doubted it. Starbucks is ubiquitous. But who drinks Starbucks iced coffee? Without milk. Yeah, it's true. Starbucks iced coffee is disgusting. And in all these photos of Justin Bieber holding his venti iced coffee with the iconic green straw, not only is it black, it's Full. Like drinking dirt. It's like somebody handed him that. Remember that famous water? What was that water called? It's like somebody. Life water? Oh, the water. The water. The water that, like 858. That was like what? 347 yeah. water, whatever. The one that's like, the, the one that was like a prostitution ring allegedly. Yes. And so yeah. it's like somebody handed water. him that Starbucks and said, hold this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he just walked with the Starbucks. And he just walked. And then like money was wired into his account. From Starbucks. You know? Mr. Starbucks. From Starbucks. Mr. Starbucks yeah, was Mr. like, Starbucks. here you go. Daddy Starbucks. <laughs> Daddy Starbucks. Daddy Starbucks. Daddy Starbucks is going, that's the new, that's the new Annie remake. Starring, sponsored by Starbucks. Starring Young. Starring Sophia Lillis. Yes. And also starring Jessica Chastain for some reason. I don't know. She's okay. it. <laughs> but listen, but listen, mm-hmm. we both know that Starbucks coffee is disgusting. Okay, that's fine. But do I drink it? Yes. Do I put milk in it? Yes. But another piece of proof that no one drinks their Starbucks coffee black is that the star. Have you ever been to a Starbucks? The garbage yes, Bobby, can I've been to a Starbucks. That's the like garbage <laughs> can. The garbage can is all coffee. Watching oh, people dump their coffee in the garbage is the most disgusting don't. thing in the world. And they just dump, whether it's hot or cold, they dump it because it's nasty and because it needs milk. I'm saying this case holds water. It holds milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it holds milk that's good just i gotta say call me when a celebrity is photographed with an iconic orange straw implicating they're drinking dunkin donuts coffee <laughs> i'm sorry dunkin donuts is like one eighth coffee and the rest are flavors and milk yeah that's why it's delicious and if you call I'll have me 30 i'll have 30 <laughs> pumps of coconut 30 pumps of Did almond you- 30 pumps of vanilla a splash of iced coffee okay, and, it's, and half and half. And it's better than any Starbucks that's ever been drunk. Is that the passport, past tense? Yes. Also, did you know that a regular star, regular Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, milk, and sugar is three of each? Three sugars, three milks. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Oh, you know, last time when I went to get that Dunkin' order a couple weeks ago, I realized, I bet you're sad about it. 
they switched at least the Dunkin' near your apartment. They switched the sugar from granulated sugar to simple syrup. I know. For the ice I'm coffees. not happy about it. Trust me, I know. Don't you like the crispies? I you love like the it. I love bottom. when you like hit a little crispies and you like get a little <laughs> bit of like a crunch. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it, it's so gross. It's incredible how like the, like Dunkin' is so wonderful to me because of how incompetent they are in every way. Not even like the individual Dunkins, like the full <laughs> company as a whole, like all the little things that they fuck up, like how there's sugar at the bottom of your coffee and not mixed in. <laughs> sugar at the bottom. I'm like iconic. I love it. <laughs> we love it. It's a sugar. It's like a. It's like one of those yogurt cups. Oh, I'm gonna get some coffee. today. I can't wait to get some Dunk. Oh. Well, don't go to the one in your house because it's fucking simple syrup now. With that, we're done for the week. That's a great place to end. Starbucks, uh, Duncan, great. We have a call you're doing amazing, sweetie, at the end of this episode, which is pretty funny, I think. Um, and again, buy tickets to our show next Tuesday. It's going to be great. We will see you on Tuesday. Oh, well, we're actually going to publish um, next week's episode on Wednesday just because of the live show. Um, don't ask. It's not a problem. We're just going to publish it on Wednesday. It's easier. Um It'll be normal. Yeah, it's going to be What else great. is there to say, Lindsay? Well, I mean, I just was going to ask you when you think we're going to make those Bryce Dallas Howard, the Bryce Dallas Howard merch. Oh, God. <laughs> Very soon. Very okay. soon. You, I mean, you know as well as I do, Lindsay, we've had a wild week. We do. We need There's to. There's been no time. We need to. I mean, oh, fudge closed. It was just a busy week. Like, we'll even, <laughs> we won't even get into that until next week. So stay tuned. I've been mourning oh, fudge. It's, I've been wearing black every day. It's true. I keep being like, Bobby, we have to work on the show. He's like, no, I'm still mourning oh, fudge. And he I'm mourning hangs fudge. up on me. It's actually more of a, more of a brown. It's a Ew. dark chocolate hue. Okay. That's what I've been wearing. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. 619 who them. See you later. Bye. You will drive it. Is Lauren Ipsum who or them? That was a headgum podcast. Oh my god, the next call. I don't even want to think about it. Play it. Oh, he he's hot. Is that her stepdad? <laughs>